0: Welcome to the Unsweetened Sio podcast. My name is Siobhan Harris. I am a certified integrative nutrition health coach and the founder of unsweetenedsio.com. I gave up all sugar and all flour on January 13th, 2018, and am finally free of my addiction. My mission is to help other sugar addicts find their path to freedom and live the sweet life without sugar. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 38 of Unsweetened Sayo, the podcast. Happy holidays and gratitude. This one is going to air on Christmas Day, so I really wanted to take... um, The opportunity to wish everyone a very happy holiday. I hope that you're spending it with family or friends, loved ones. And um, I am going to take a brief break. I'm not going to post an episode for New Year's Day. But I'll be back on January 8th with my interview with Dr. Ann Childers who is a psychiatrist that really specializes in mental health and nutrition and sleep. So you definitely won't want to miss that interview, and that will be January 8th. But for today, I just wanted to talk a little bit about holidays and gratitude. Um, I'm recording this a few days early, and yesterday was the winter solstice, December 21st which in the Northern Hemisphere is the shortest day of the year and the longest night. And a lot of people like to do special meditations or, um, well, different ceremonies and rituals for the winter solstice. And I had found online kind of randomly that there was a sound healing slash meditation Um, So I signed up for that because it was really close by, and I'm really, really glad I did. My mom has our kids this weekend, so we've had, you know, a kid-free weekend, which I'm always very grateful for. Thank you, Mom. And um, so yesterday, I kind of had this full day to myself, which was amazing, and I started it with a massage, you know. I love massages. That's one of my... Best self care practices. So I got an 80 minute massage. It felt really, really good, really relaxed. I came home and ate lunch and then basically went right into my two hour meditation slash uh, sound healing or sound bath. And I'd never done anything like that. Um, you know, I know about sound healing and I've had it. Dr. Stanzi who I've you know interviewed before, uses that a little bit in the work that she does, the energy work she does. So I'm familiar, but I hadn't done a specific sound healing or sound bath session before. So. I was very curious, so um, we basically were in a room that was just like a, you know, yoga room and everyone spread out their yoga mats. They told us to bring like blankets and pillows. We were basically laying down for two hours, so kind of got all comfy in our little nests and we started with a op- uh, heart-opening meditation that was probably about like 40 minutes or so um and a lot of people you know kind of fell asleep but it was just really getting back in touch with that heart space that we all have and then um then she started the actual sound healing part and that was really really cool I didn't again know what to expect but um, she plays different types of instruments and it was for a full hour and she was walking around the room, playing them with the things that were mobile. She would play them kind of over everybody's heads. And again, most, you know, everyone has their eyes closed and they're just laying there. Some people fell asleep. I think I fell asleep for a little bit. Um, but I was trying to stay awake cause I was just really enjoying the, quietness as far as you know no one talking or speaking but then enjoying the sounds of these instruments you know how often do we just lay in silence and listen to instruments um so it was really really beautiful um I know she had like different crystal balls and gongs things that sounded like chimes I'm not even sure of her whole musical repertoire which she was using but it was really really relaxing and I think they you know she calls it a sound bath figuratively like you're bathing yourself in sound you know it has nothing to do with water except for the water that is a part of our bodies that you know um the music creates a vibration in that water even in our bodies so it's kind of just a different vibrational energy that it brings and it can help clear old patterns out and um, so at the winter solstice that's just kind of a a spiritual time for people to try something like this so I'm really really glad I did it It was a full hour um, of the sound healing itself and then we kind of slowly came to and took a little bit of time to share around the room and, and wrapped it up but um, I really only got kind of fidgety at the very, very end just from being kind of uncomfortable laying down for so long. But besides that, I really, really enjoyed it. And I think I will add that as another tool in my toolkit for self-care um, because it. I, I still feel, you know, and she had told us that... Um, it can last for a few days just that like I feel like a vibration it's hard to even explain but in my chest and in my body just like um still resonating from those instruments that I can still feel that presence and it feels really really good you know I was having um you know not like a Not one of my best days, I guess, in the past few days. I've been struggling a little bit and um, just taking that full day to do the massage and then this sound healing was just really, really powerful. I definitely felt way better after than I did before. So I don't know if that's something else anyone's tried before, but you know me. I love to try anything, you know, kind of different. Um especially anything that deals with kind of this energy work. I really, really love it. So um, I highly recommend that. And I already set a reminder for myself for next year to make sure I kind of like this to maybe be a new winter solstice tradition of um, taking that day to myself if I can and finding a sound healing and meditation and maybe getting a massage too because Doing, again, rarely, even when the kids are with my mom for the weekend or um, out of the house, I'm usually spending that day furiously, like, catching up on chores and running a bunch of errands and trying to do all the stuff that's hard to do when the kids are home. So it felt really luxurious yesterday to, I mean, I did that a little bit, but I, most of my day was spent just kind of in self-care for myself. And I feel really, really grateful for that because I think especially at this time of year, right before the holidays, um, I mean, holidays are so wonderful, but they're also really, really stressful. I mean, I don't know why that is, but... I guess, spending a lot of time with family, even though as much as we love family, a lot of times there's just a lot of different family dynamics that happen that can be cause anxiety and stress for people. Um, so I think taking that time was really, really important to kind of, for me, um, just get strong again in how I'm feeling, kind of uh, just ground myself again and be present and be strong in the days going forward as the holiday craziness is upon us. you know, I just feel a lot more grounded, I guess is a good way to put it. I think it's just a really good time to reflect. I did some journaling yesterday too, and you know I think that's a good this is a good time of year for that as well. I am you know we talk about new year resolutions, but I just think. I tend to, around this time of year and also right before my birthday, journal a bit about um, kind of my goals going forward. And I think this is a really, really nice time to do that if you can, especially if you're going to, you know, try to give up the sugar and flour next, you know, in January. Um, I think it's a really nice time to sit down and write for a while and just kind of see what comes up, but maybe just set a goal and intention list for 2020. You know, if it is your goal to give up sugar and flour, you got to put it out there. You know, you got to get the intention out in the universe so that it can start happening. Um, And you can start thinking about, you know, what does your life look like once you are sugar and flour free you know try to imagine and write in detail you know what this is an exercise that I did before I gave up sugar and flour and I remember focusing a lot on the physical like you know I'll be able to you know fit into clothes that I hadn't fit into in a while or you know not stress out what about what I was going to wear that day because I wouldn't be worried that something wouldn't fit anymore but then I also try to write out just how I would feel like more energized and just feel stronger and more mobile and fit And have the energy, you know, to keep up with the kids and feel like going out and being active and getting really good sleep and feeling rested. You know, like what really, really like think about and then embody what that looks and feels like for you to be sugar and flour free and really, you know, live that for a little bit. And it's also great just to write down any other goals or intentions that you have for the new year, anything that you want to work on or add to your life. Um, I think that, again, it's just a really, really sweet time to take some time to reflect. Um, You know, you could light a candle, you know, get cozy in your bed, light a candle and just take some time to journey and listen to what comes up. You know, I've also been trying to do more mindful walks. So um, yesterday, again, not having to get up right away with the kids was nice. I got up, I did my daily meditation. You know, I do the daily calm in bed. And then I actually went downstairs and turned on the fireplace and sat and did another meditation um a little bit of a longer one that i don 't usually have time to do, since you know the mornings are really crazy with the kids, and it felt really, really nice to be able to take that you know twenty minutes for myself and then take a walk and i 've been trying to walk more mindfully too because um, I love multitasking like I love it, I love to talk and walk i mean it 's one of my favorite things. But I realize when I do that, it's fine sometimes, but then I'm not always kind of being present in the moment and really taking in the fresh air and the nature and absorbing that all in, which I know is really, really important for me, especially this time of year. Because in Portland, we just have a lot of overcast days, you know, um, and I definitely get that seasonal depression disorder or whatever, where I start feeling a little bit more in a funk and that's probably what's been going on for me a little bit because we've been having some really stormy days really overcast days so it's more important than ever you know for me to get out and get some fresh air so I'm trying to disconnect and not listen to sometimes I listen to a podcast or music or talk on the phone and I've just been You know, putting my phone in my pocket and just walking and thinking and trying to be present and observing what I see and I'll even stop and take in a deep breath. I mean, I just try to make it a much more uh, mindful time and walk with intention and presence and enjoy each kind of moment instead of a lot of times I get lost in thinking in my head too. So I, just like meditation is constantly like bringing yourself back to your breath. When I'm walking, I'm just kind of bringing myself back to the moment when I do notice my thoughts kind of drifting a little bit. And that's been really, really nice. I woke up and did a very similar routine this morning, just no massage, but I did do my longer, shorter meditation, longer meditation. I did my every mother workout, which always feels good. And then I took a really nice long walk um, because it had stopped raining for a little bit. So I took the window and and went for it. And then I made myself and Chris a really, really nice breakfast. I just feel really nourished and rested right now. And I'm feeling super, super grateful for that because I've had a really crazy, you know, it's also... A good time to reflect back on the year as a whole. Like 2019 was wonderful and crazy and busy and lots going on for me. So it was really nice to just kind of take a second to let things catch up a little bit, um, reflect on the past year. I've kind of been doing that on my walks too and really think about what I want to change in 2020. And, you know, the other part of this is talking about gratitude, which I think I've talked about before, but I really think that's so important to make a part of your daily practice is bringing a sense of gratitude, Um, whether I know there's a lot of people that keep like a gratitude journal where they'll jot down a few things that they're grateful for. I've even seen like online and in bookstores where they have gratitude journals that kind of... Um, will be more of a guided exercise in gratitude if you need something like that. There's a lot of great um, meditations available about gratitude too. So whatever way kind of clicks with you on how you can express your gratitude, I don't think it necessarily has to be written, um, but I think just find a way that you can express it and make that part of your daily routine. It just becomes very, very powerful. I think we can so easily get stuck in, you know, the challenges that we have. I know that I can get stuck and then it can become a, a downward spiral of, oh, well, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, da 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 And it can, you know, quickly lead to feeling, you know, depressed or down. And I've noticed now that I try to integrate gratitude In my daily life and especially in those moments when I'm struggling I try to take a second take a breath and really kind of focus on what I'm grateful for and it really puts things in perspective and really kind of helps you know shine a little bit of light on maybe a dark moment Um, and you know for me I think I've shared this before but I go to bed every night and write a list of things, or I don't write, I'm sorry, just in my head. I usually say prayers before I go to bed. And then I just list, I like to fall asleep by listing things that I'm grateful for. I always try to do at least three. But um, a lot of nights I, and sometimes I'm asleep, but you know, by then, like, that's just like a really nice way to go to sleep. But other times when my mind's maybe not settling down as much, I'll list, you know, I'll just go on and on and on as, as far as I can. And sometimes it can be just really simple stuff, um, you know, because I think there's a lot that we take for granted every day, just little things even that um, when you take a second and be grateful for, you realize how much better life is because of it. Um, and sometimes it's, you know, bigger things, but I think just taking that time every day to really focus on all those things that you can be grateful for, I think just sets, um, you know, a good kind of tone for your own energy of then being able to attract more good in your life by being grateful for what you have. I do think that that's very very important if you're just always focusing on what you lack i do think then you're going to keep attracting attracting more and more lack whereas if you're attracting on what you have i feel like again you're going to be getting and receiving more and more and more so try to find some way to be grateful every single day even when you're really struggling you know again for those that are you know, going to go sugar and flour free in the new year, there are going to be some really tough days, especially in the beginning. And you might feel like you're not grateful for anything, but that's probably the most important time to make sure you're taking some time every day even though you might be having really bad cravings or what what are you grateful for, for you know it might just be i'm grateful for getting through another day or another hour another meal of not eating sugar and flour you know kind of focus on the the good things because that is going to be a really challenging you know time for you when you're first kind of going through withdrawal And it can be really easy, again, to focus on all the negative and then just give up. I mean, I know that I wanted to give up in the beginning. I just thought, this is just too hard. Or I even thought, like, I am the only person in the world that actually has to eat sugar like everyone else you know, can give it up, but I am one of the the person that I actually need it. Like, I will die without it, you know, which obviously wasn't true, but my sugar-addicted brain was telling me that, and it's desperation to try to keep me, you know, going on the sugar, but I had some really tough moments those first few weeks so um, I know that I did rely a lot on you know my daily rituals and my self-care but gratitude is a big part of that for me Um, and it really did help in those times of just feeling completely overwhelmed or feeling like just giving up on my sugar and flour free journey it really helped to have some gratitude around it so you know I hope that you can kind of take some time to do that I know it's tough during the holidays too because everyone is super busy and there's a lot of stress but see if you can just dig out even 20 minutes if it's right before you go to bed you know go up to bed a little early one night if you can get yourself a full hour even better and just take some time to reflect on last year and journal about what you would like for, you know, set your intentions for 2020 and, you know, then kind of journal about what that looks like if you actually, you know, accomplish these goals. What does your what does your life look like, you know, like ultimately what do you want? your day to day to feel and look like. And I think that's a really powerful exercise. Um, So for me, I just want to take a little bit of time to really think about all that I am grateful for, because I feel like 2019 was such an amazing year. I can't believe that it's going to be 2020, first of all. um, And that... I am going to be celebrating on January 13th my two-year sugarversary. So that first I want to mention is what I am so, so, so grateful for and continue to be grateful for every single day. It's probably at the top of my list every day is for my own sugar sobriety Again, it feels like a miracle. I can't believe that I'm going to be saying two years now and that I haven't fallen off the wagon. Yes, I've stumbled a little bit, but um, and I've struggled, but I am just so grateful that I have been able to remain sugar and flour free and then being able to reap all of the benefits that come with that. And I also was thinking and reflecting about how last December, that was one of the trickiest times so far in my journey. Um, I I experienced a lot of, of triggers last December, even though I'd been sugar and flour free for almost a year. So I was really curious how this year it was going to go. And I have to say, it's been so much smoother. So I'm really, really grateful for that too. I really haven't had... Um, the same triggers I think part of that was you know getting some more time behind my belt but I think whenever you're experiencing your first of anything after being sugar and flour free it's going to be a little more um, tricky and this year just felt a lot easier you know I'm still experiencing you know the normal stress of the holidays and feeling overwhelmed but I am not turning towards food and no triggers I I have thought maybe a few times again it's the freaking peppermint bark that gets me every year like oh that would be good but not just as a real quick thought like then it's gone not something that I am then obsessing about all day long like I might have in the past so um, again I think it's getting used to you know I don't do that anymore Um, I'm able to just let those kind of thoughts you know go away pretty quickly and that feels amazing because last December I did really really struggle it kind of caught me off guard and I had some really tough days with cravings and just being triggered by old family traditions that were you know lying there like a little time bomb ready to go off but this year having navigated those last year I felt a little more prepared and I also kind of built in some additional self-care that's why I actually had made that massage appointment originally yesterday just making sure that I build in a little extra self-care knowing the month of December can be super stressful Um, I'm taking a lot more baths right now and um, you know That's all kind of stuff, taking more time just to read at night and have some relaxation time, making sure that I'm exercising. I worked a lot in November. I don't typically do my event gigs back to back. And I did in November and I kind of was a big lesson learned that I I won't do that again. It was a little bit too much. um, And then I felt just really behind with my house you know, my home life. And then at my other job felt really behind. So when I was home, I was just feeling completely like stressed out trying to get caught up on everything. And it really made me realize that next year I need to slow down with the event work. You know, I've been really, really, but that's another one of my blessings this year. And something I'm really grateful for is all the event work that I did this year. It was nice for the supplemental income but just also really nice to reconnect with that part of myself I'm really grateful for getting to travel again that's just one of my huge passions and being able to do the event work again I felt a lot more in touch with myself like Siobhan you know not myself as a mom or a wife or You know, I think a lot of times, especially moms, get lost in that identity, and it's hard to feel like yourself, and I know that that was something that I kind of struggled with the past few years, and it just felt really good to have something for me again and just feel like me. You know, when I do my events work, I get so um, kind of submerged in that world, I almost forget for a second that I am a mom, and I forget about, like, my other life at points, you know, when people might ask me if I have kids and for a second I'm like, wait, do oh yeah, yeah, I do. Like, (laughs) I mean, obviously I know, but it's just a nice feeling to, um, kind of get back in touch with myself. So I'm really, really grateful to the event work for that and for really providing the opportunity to make a lot of new friends on the road. I've met some really amazing travel directors, um, I've I've struggled, I think I've talked about this before, with making really good friends here in the Northwest for whatever reason. I always joke to Chris that I lost like my friend Mojo. I mean, I've always had a lot of friends throughout my life and I've always been very grateful for that. I'm someone that's a big believer in having friends and how important they are to our lives. And I really have never had a problem with, you know, making friends before. But When we first moved to Seattle and now being in Portland, um, for some reason, I just haven't been able to really connect with people here and find, um, you know, friends that um, are, you know, kind of like besties. You know, I do have a, a really close friend here. Now and I'm really grateful for her, and I am excited to see our friendship continue to grow, but I hope I can just, you know, in 2020, bring in even more of those friendships and get a really good, strong um, girlfriend base here, because that's something that has been missing from my life. But what's been really special about the event work is being able to make some friends. I feel like uh, our role as travel directors have very similar personalities, and it's really rare that I work with a travel director that I don't just totally fall in love with and enjoy, you know, um, as as friends, of course. I mean, I say fall in love, but I mean just really connect right away it's like instant friends it's really really awesome so I do feel like I've made these really good friends on the road so thank you to all of you um you've really really enriched my life this year and I love feeling like I have some friends and family on the road now um Another amazing thing about the event work has been getting to connect again with old friends from my past that maybe I just haven't seen in a really long time. I mean, there's been a few people this year that I've gotten to see because of my traveling for my event work that I haven't seen in like 10 15 years even. Um and that's been so amazing. So I'm so so grateful for that. It's so fun to see those old friends and it just felt like No time passed at all. You know, it's just amazing to me how you can do that. You can see someone from your past and it just almost brings you back to that age of when you were with them. So that's been really, really fun and um, really, really feeling grateful for that. So even though I plan to slow down on the road a little bit next year, um, I'm just going to be a little more mindful about the events that I do pick doing more that um, some of the smaller ones are more incentive trips versus these huge shows that I do that really just take a lot of energy from me so I'm looking forward to continuing my to my travels and being on the road but just not at such a hectic pace as I was this past year Um, because again to me my Sugar sobriety really comes first and I have to be really careful and I think this is good for everyone to think about just being really careful and diligent about making sure that you are keeping that a priority. Even two years later, you know, it's still not automatic for me. It still would be really easy to fall into my old patterns if I'm not taking care of myself in the right way. And spreading myself too thin by working two jobs and traveling a bunch is a way that can leave me um, not at my best. So you know sometimes making those decisions and it really took those two vegas programs back to back for me to realize okay this is too much like my body was like slow down you don't need to do all this and let's take a little bit better care of yourself so i am grateful and message received (laughs) um I'm also really grateful, speaking of my other job that I have, I work, you know, 32 hours a week at a a regular job as well. And I'm really, really grateful to my boss there. She is probably the best boss I've ever had. She is so, so kind and amazing and always makes me feel so valued. Um, and it's just a really really nice human being Um, and I haven't had that a lot I've had maybe one other boss that I've liked but for the most part I've worked for a lot of people that I don't respect and don't look up to and it's really refreshing to have such an amazing person especially being a woman it makes me really really happy to have another woman that's um, so so wonderful and I mean, what other job would allow me to take off, you know, once a month or sometimes more to do these events? So it's pretty amazing. I feel really, really grateful for having the job that I have, um, even though it's not in my line of work at all and nothing that I would have imagined for myself, but for right now, it's just perfect. It gives me that flexibility when I am here and just to have someone that values me and just working for such a good person makes it really easy to come to work every day. So I am really, really grateful for that. Um, I'm also grateful for traveling um, personally this year, too. You know, Chris and I got to go to Italy and we went to Maui for my birthday. And again, traveling is such a passion of mine that I haven't been able to enjoy in the past um, few years as much as I'd like to. You know, it's a lot harder to travel, obviously, when you have little kids and it feels really nice to Um, be able to to take some trips again just get some stamps in my passport Um, I felt like that's been such a great 2019 was such a great year for travel both professionally and personally so I'm really really grateful for that and hope that that does continue um, even though I tra- might be traveling less for my event work, I hope that I can continue to travel and maybe even add more personal travel because for me, that's something that just gives me so much joy. I love it. Um, I'm also really grateful just for my daily self-care routine that I've really established. You know, I can just tell so much when I stray too much from my daily routine and how that affects me. So I'm really, really grateful, um, again, for having the, the job that I have that allows me to kind of build in my daily self-care um, and for, you know, just making it habit now where you know I do my meditation I try to walk at some point during the day I've been doing stretching every night Um, I have one of those yoga bands and I've just again my body has been so sore from all the events and being on my feet and I just realized I need to take better care and want to keep my mobility as long as I can so I've started doing stretches every single night and I just love doing that I love reading in bed and journaling and doing my baths my massages any kind of self-care so I'm just so grateful um, to be at a point in my life where I've been able to make time for that and um, you know make it such a part of my of my daily life I'm very very grateful I'm also really grateful for my own health and mobility you know I don't know if I've felt this healthy and fit in a long time and I'm really really grateful for that Um, you know just living without eating sugar and flour I just feel so much cleaner Um, you know not waking up with like food hangovers or having stomach issues or being stuck in the bathroom for hours or Whatever, like I just feel so much healthier, lighter, um, and just really with my mobility too. It's like you know when I was more overweight, it was even hard to like tie my shoes, or I would be aware a lot of like if I was sitting in the car and the seat belt cutting across my stomach, or just kind of feeling. Um, heavy in my own body I guess it feels really nice to feel light and fit and just be able to be again very mobile and flexible Um, being able to get up and you know go on a like today I walked for an hour and a half you know that wasn't a problem just being in shape enough that those types of things are just easy to do I'm not winded I'm just feeling really good it's easy I have good energy it's easy to keep up with the kids just all of those things I'm really really grateful for and as my um foot has been acting up again you know I I get plantar fasciitis and in both feet unfortunately I have had a lot of foot issues because of my flat feet um throughout my life and so something that I really never take for granted is my feet so when um you know they are feeling really good I'm really really grateful but even now I've been having just a little bit I think um again the two Vegas back-to-back events standing and walking on cement a lot really bothered my my heels and I'm really grateful Again, that I am able to be home and take good care of them by, um, you know, I have these little night braces that I can wear at night. I've been doing my stretches a lot and just having the time to be able to do that. I'm really grateful for getting them back in shape and just makes me realize, um, you know, sometimes it takes an injury like that for you to realize how awesome it is just to have feet that don't hurt when you want to go take a walk. Um, or just get out of bed in the morning. I've also been having some shoulder pain at work um, because I do a lot of the same motion, so it's kind of like repetitive work stuff that and my shoulders have gotten really bad, and I've changed some stuff around at work so that I can ergonomically um, take better care of how I'm, even just how I'm sitting, how I'm working. We've just changed some things around so that I'm not, using that same motion but I've also the past few days have set a timer and every 30 minutes I'm at work I get up and do some shoulder stretches Um, so that is something I'm really really grateful for as well that um, I am again taking the time to make sure that my mobility is not affected I think sometimes and I'm a big culprit of this like I won't I forget to do my stretches until something starts hurting again and then I'm like oh yeah like it's really important to be proactive and to do things to prevent injury um so uh, stretching to me is going to be super super important in 2020 as I because of my mobility I remember you know talking to my grandfather probably around um, January last year, when we went to visit for his 90th birthday and my grandparents' 70th wedding anniversary, if you can believe it. This is my grandmom that has since passed away, but we all got together in January and celebrated their 70th wedding anniversary and. You know, I remember my grandfather saying his leg can't, like, his leg's kind of bent. He can't even really stretch it out. His fingers are kind of bent. And he just told me, you know, keep stretching. Do not lose your flexibility. Um, Because he was just saying how difficult that was to not be able to extend his fingers and his legs. So that's something I'm really going to... Take to heart here and not take for granted. Um, you know, being 40, I'm still relatively young, but I definitely have some more aches and pains than I used to every morning when I wake up. So I think doing the preventative care as much as I can to keep myself in the best overall, overall health as possible is going to be really, really important for me moving forward in 2020. And As far as my goals and intentions for 2020, again, it feels like such a miracle not to say, you know, to lose weight or, you know, pray that whatever new diet I was going to try in the new year was going to work. It just feels so good for that to not even be on my wish list anymore after being on there for, gosh, you know, at least like 30, I don't know how long, 20 something years, 30 years of Please, 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 let this be the year I figure it out, and so Now that I have figured it out, that doesn't no longer applies to me, so I guess for twenty twenty i i um my intention is to continue to my journey as far as no sugar, no flour, um, and also. You know, what keeps coming up for me, which I think is so funny, is just to work a little bit less. (laughs) Um, Isn't that an intention? But I feel like 2019, I worked really, really hard. Um, At one point, had three jobs plus the podcast and was trying to write the book, and it was just too much. So I'm really hoping for 2020 to slow down a little bit, um, really focus on work that I love to do, and explore maybe some other some other options Um, and to continue my journey with sugar and flour freedom to continue to share that with you all I'm hoping that I'm helping people out there you know Um, that's why I take the time to do this every week is because I know I wish that I had someone to listen to and kind of coach me through it or just know that I wasn't They're doing it alone. So, you know, I hope to continue this in 2020 and help people and whatever, however that manifests, I'm still not sure the best way to kind of help people. Um, But for now, the podcast is the best way I feel like I can do that. So whatever else, you know, kind of happens there um and I guess my last real then intention is to continue to travel and see new places because that just gives me so much joy and helps me reconnect with that part of myself that I thought I had kind of lost you know so anyway that's kind of where I am as I wrap up 2019 I know we still have got some time but it's again a really busy time of year so I just wanted to say happy holidays to everyone whatever it is that you celebrate I hope that you enjoy it with your family your friends your loved ones I hope no one feels too lonely I know the holidays people can feel really really lonely um, and know that you're not alone Um, know that I'm here for you if you are you know on this journey and nervous about it I'm here I've got you you can do it this is going to be your best year yet 2020 I mean what a good year to go sugar and flour free like to say 2020 I mean come on and um, I will like I said be taking a short break so no new episode next week which is New Year's Day so happy New Year's to everyone as well but I will be back January the eighth with my interview with Doctor Ann Childers, so you don't want to miss that. I'm also gonna interview um, another health coach who is also a dental hygienist to talk about how important dental health is. So you know, look out for that in January. And then I also will do a 2-year recap of being sugar and flour free for 2 years after I celebrate my 2-year sugarversary on January 13th. And then I'll also now start each month with a recap of when I gave up sugar and flour, you know, in January 13th, 2018. What did my first january look like what did february look like what did march look like that was kind of my plan for the book was to have a january through december recap of each month and the changes i was seeing so i will be doing a monthly podcast about my own recap and hopefully if you are um, giving up sugar and flour you can come along with me on that journey and hopefully it will be helpful for you So happy holidays, everyone. Thank you. I'm so grateful for all of you for listening and for being a part of this community with me. It helps me feel not alone on my journey. So thank you so much. Love and light to you all. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. And remember... Life is so much sweeter without sugar.